Oh, the wait for orders. It's one of the things us as DoorDashers do. A lot of waiting for orders. Well, not so much all the time, but uh, I've got two deliveries, I think, for my night. Um, and they should put me uh, above my goal for the for the week or the weekend. Um, and I thought, hey, why not try another attempt at recording a podcast to discuss this specific topic about DoorDashing? and my experience with it over the last uh, few years and uh, you know some of my observations and whatnot now again i've tried this a few times uh i'm currently have about a 10 minute wait for this food and then hopefully i am done for the uh for the evening i don't know if i'm you know i'm done for the week but really monday i'll probably be doing some dashing um while being dashing no no that's a terrible terrible punny joke my buddy Gustavo would not approve. Anyway, um, so as I mentioned, I have tried to do this a couple of times before this, or at least made attempts. Uh, but before I continue with it, I've got to take a moment to say thanks to all of you that are taking the time to uh, give this a listen. Um, I know some of you are probably accustomed to the fatherhood talk about Jackson, and I will tell you, Jackson is doing great. He is standing more or less on his own. He is climbing up, um, you know, at least, uh, you know, from a seated position, he's climbing up. He is doing his part. He is walking a little bit. Um, he's gaining confidence in that. He's eating. Um, we can't seem to put on weight for him, so we are, uh, but we are working on that because I think it's just, we just got to feed him more than we uh, feeding him not that we're not feeding him enough again before I go down a rabbit hole and somebody accuses me or my wife of something uh, our 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 wonderful son is doing well and I miss them when I'm working um, this week I've worked more hours than I normally work per week uh, I'm a, at about 30 hours I will probably get at least a little over 30 hours for the week um, but I am currently sitting at about 500 uh, dollars for the week. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's between 15 and 20 per, uh, per hour, you know, about in, in bucks, I average about two deliveries an hour. Usually, um, that's unless there's some kind of elongated weight or something like that, then, you know, the, those numbers can kind of get skewed. Um, but again, I thank all of you that have, uh, taken the time. Um, I have some topics that I would love to talk about, and there are some topics that I'm getting, uh, I'm preparing myself to talk about, but this one seemed like a, a pretty easy topic to discuss and potentially vent. I don't think there's a problem with venting. I think some of us need that to, to let stuff out, frustrations or the knee jerk reactions, although I try not to. Um, and so I've done, um, tried to record this episode a couple of times actually. Uh, the first attempt was earlier in the week and it was, uh, I think I tried to record when I was in the midst of being frustrated with DoorDash, probably because of support. There was probably an issue with it, uh, which I will get into, uh, as I progress through this. Um, and I kind of got lost in it, um, at, at a few times as far as my train of thought kind of went off the tracks a little bit. And so on the first, um, which was Friday, I tried to record kind of a day in the life, 
in the sense of, hey, I'm starting the day and this is my first. Uh, but I realized uh, quickly throughout recording that um, I needed to probably plan that a little better because uh, Friday and Saturday there was this contest, I guess, or challenge that they provide for us uh, where if you do 15 deliveries and you complete those, you get 15 extra dollars. Usually they'll do like a 25 or 35 uh, challenge over the weekend and then you get 75 to 105. So this was a little bit less, but those two days I actually, you know, I, I got like 16 on one day and 15 on the other and I worked about 15 hours over those two days and today I'm working maybe five or six um, at the most um, but it's just to complete what my you know my monetary goal was for it um, I've been door dashing for a couple of years actually since uh, the the end of maybe early December of 2018 um, and some would ask well why why DoorDash? Why delivery, Steve? You know, if you ask my mom, she will tell you, uh, she will ask, she asked me on a few occasions. I know she means well, and I know she's just trying to watch out for her son. Uh, but she's asked me before, hey, when are you going to get a real job? Uh, <laughs> which I have to kind of chuckle at, because um, prior to that, from like 2006 to 2018, I worked for a pretty big international law firm. I did IT work for them. Uh, I also did trial support for them. I would build uh, or create war rooms as well as mobile work uh, environments for them with a with a secure network, and uh, they would have access to you know printers and uh, you know they could do everything kind of wirelessly. We got to that point. Uh, you know, I would help build and maintain databases, uh, review databases for a lot of our clients. Now, the, the law firm was a big international law firm. They, they specialize in a lot of areas of law, but they basically uh, defended big corporations or wealthy doctors or wealthy hospitals for malpractice suits. If there was an issue, say like W for my wrestling fans, WWE or AEW, wrongfully terminate someone or someone brings out a suit they they you know somebody who's gotten released sues them for breach of contract or whatever uh, a wrongful termination we would be the ones representing wwe in fact i think at one point we represented tna during a wrongful termination suit i will not go into what it is because that's attorney client privilege and even though i'm not an attorney um i'm not about to get in trouble um they they gave me a wonderful severance when they let me go but their reasoning was a little, little crazy. They, uh, in my mind, not crazy, but a little like, really? Um, for the most of my tenure there, because I got the job in essence after moving to Houston, uh, I, I found a headhunter that got me a job there. Um, and it was gonna be a temporary thing and started in, I think the summer, you know, the late fall of 2006 and that was to, in essence, to pay my way through, uh, not only for to live, but also to pay my tuition for uh, Booker T's when it was PWA. Even though I'd been on television and stuff, I was, in essence, starting over again, and so I had to pay this $3,500 tuition. Um, over time, you know, we, he, he worked with me as far as payment plans and gave me some a grace period to get on my feet, but I found this job, and it 
did a number of things for them, videography, trial support, as I mentioned, you know, database support. We supported clients as well as review teams, as well as our lawyers and staff and partners and all of that. And I would venture here and there and got paid pretty well to do some of it. Not too well, because I would always calculate. I would find out what my rate is as a... Um, as uh, someone who did my job and kind of specialized in my job, what they would quote teams and legal teams for my services, clients for my services. And it was, you know, close to 200 an hour, but I think I was making 20, maybe 25 an hour. So I was making a very, you know, small percentage of that um, because the rest of the time I was working this regular job, you know, regular parts of it. Um, but I got let go because as I had started there, I was already doing YouTube videos. And at first, if you go to my YouTube channel and you kind of look in 2006, you know, early 2007, especially at 2007 when I started them, which was shortly after um, losing someone real close to me, tragically, um, I... Uh, man, needed a place to vent. So I would always be in my car. I had gotten a camera... Uh, and so I started kind of putting out videos and, uh, after hours, cause I would work later than anyone else. That was part of my shift was, uh, like midday shift, I guess, or 10 AM to like 7 PM, I think. So after five, most people would go home, especially in my department. I would, uh, see if I could use my, um, see if I could use my cubicle or our conference room or, uh, you know, as, as the job progressed and, and whatnot, then there was like an archival data entry place, uh, archival of like hard data. Um, and there was a room that where we would kind of enter everything. And so that room was pretty quiet. I could, you know, kind of close it off to everyone. It's kind of my own little office because normally I had a cubicle. Um, and so I record after hours or on my lunch break or whatever I had a break, but, um, when they, and I'd been doing it for probably the entire time of my tenure there. And it wasn't until, you know, coming back from vacation that they apparently had an issue with it, even though strangely I'd stopped recording videos and I really wasn't doing a whole lot of stuff filming at all, probably for the last six months to a year. So, yeah. And the wait is over. Got my technology working. Uh, so these are probably more than likely the last two deliveries for me of the day. I'm gonna put in the address uh, for the first of two. Um, so yeah, I think after being let go and the way I was let go, you know, you could, you could argue and I could have probably sued them, but hey, they're a bunch of lawyers, so that's probably not happening. Um, you know, uh, I, I took it. <laughs> I think at that point I was probably relieved. I was going through um, doubts about the job. I'd been there for a while. Uh, tried to, you know, I did managerial stuff like coordinated our on-call schedules and happened to be on call all the time, which was one of my gripes because I was trying to wrestle more. Um, in 2018, I'd started wanting to wrestle more and get out there more. And it was always kind of like a, uh, a stumbling block with them. 
you know, like, oh, you can't really, I mean, you can't really be out and about because you're on call. And I'm like, guys, we have project managers, this, that, the other. And again, we kind of fall on deaf ears. So, um, so yeah, I've got to, so I think what I wanted to do was find a job that was going to be fun and really not stress me out a whole lot. Um, I will admit that little things about this job do stress me out. My wife will probably tell you I stress out more than I should when it comes to certain things, especially when it comes over like just a few dollars here or there. Uh, but, you know, if you don't really have control over a lot of the stuff, the stuff you have control over you or feel like, you know, you want to grasp and gain control of some of it. Um, so I try not to let it drive me crazy, but, have, you know, once every couple of days or every couple of days that I work it, I can find it. I think in part it's like, you know, I listen to, I've heard my mom, I know that, you know, hey man, I could probably do, be doing an, another job and using my brain a little bit better or like what, you know, I could be doing this, could be doing that, I could, you know, much like we would tell our own kids, you know, like you can do anything you put your mind to. Uh, it's still... Yeah, it was something I wanted to do. You know, I didn't do deliveries. I didn't really work in the service industry. You know, I've done delivery stuff here and there. And I have worked in the service industry as far as, like, from a support standpoint. Um, but, you know, I never worked fast food or anything like that. But I always thought, oh, man, delivery person would be kind of cool. Or, um, you know, taxi cab driver sounded like a pretty intriguing job. I guess maybe because my... My stepdad was a bus driver. Uh, and I considered rideshare before I considered food delivery. But I just didn't want people in my car. Although I think that's a great idea or premise for a... Um, maybe not necessarily a ride-along show. Because I know that's happened. But being kind of a... You know, almost like an Uber driver for wrestlers that are going to shows, and you're the one who's got to take them to their gig. So, you know, you can have a quick, depending on how far the tr trip is, maybe it's 30 minutes, you can have like a conversation with them about a variety of topics uh, while being, in essence, like an Uber or Lyft driver. Um, but I just, I mean, even with the new vehicle, I was a little concerned about, about doing that. But delivering food or groceries or whatever, you know, sounded okay. And it is, uh, you know, it's pandemic proof. It may not be COVID proof. I'll get into that in a second uh, as I, as I, you know, wrap up this shift. I thought of the three recordings, this one, probably I'm in a good state of mind. I'm, I've, you know, made my goal. Uh, the money's going to come in handy, obviously. But I've spent a lot of time away from my son and my wife, and you know, especially over the weekends when she's got time, I'm I'm now you know put in like uh, you know eight-hour days on on two of the three, and like I'm still driving, and it's a little past seven, and I'm miss you know miss Sunday football, miss that the other, but you know my weekends are used to be around wrestling, and now they're mainly around doing deliveries. Um, you know, I will say as a dasher, there are some concerns and some issues. You know, support can be hit or miss. I hate to say it like that. I mean, to begin with, on the app, as a dasher, 
you typically get 30 to 60 seconds to make a decision if you want to accept uh, an order. However, uh, there's not a whole lot of details. There might be like how far it is. You might see a little bit of a loose map, but what type of delivery it is, because based on what type of delivery, I think there's two specific types, like drive and marketplace. It's kind of confusing no matter how many emails they sent me, but I think marketplace, if it takes forever, it's usually like a Walmart or, or a shopping situation. If they take longer than 30 minutes, eh, you, you probably could get $5. No more than $5. So if you're there a couple hours, eh, that's on you. Although on a signing, you know, again, being a top dasher, uh, you're like, I have a 4.96 customer service, uh, customer rating, star rating. I should have a five star, but I've, there's a glitch in the system that has this one star and they can't explain it to me. They're just like, don't worry about it because the rest of your stats are great, including this one. Um, but, uh, you know, there's just not a lot of detail when it comes to the type of delivery. So at one point back in in the fall of 2020, there was a, we would get $5 for every 30 minutes we waited, irregardless of what type of merchant it is. And now they've changed that policy and they constantly change policy, but we rarely are told as dashers what that is. You know, one time we had this, uh, you know, oh, you'll get a bump in pay if uh, they're taking forever. Uh, and you'll get $5 for every 30 minutes you wait. And then it was gone and they're like, don't have to explain to us why, uh, nor did they really put out uh, any kind of information re regarding it. Now, if you hit them up and you say certain buzzwords, they'll send you certain emails, but they're usually all the same emails. Uh, but support can be good at times. I understand most of our first tier, even if you get up to supervisors, the biggest thing, a takeaway I get from it a lot is if they can't provide you a you know a really good resolution they're going to just tell you that it's system based and apparently no one talks to the architect of the system no one has access to the inner workings of the matrix we just follow what the system tells us and so it can lead to some a lot of frustration especially with pay uh, another thing is uh rating the the experience as a dasher, the way they want us to rate it, and when they want us to rate it, uh, within the delivery uh, process, it's usually right before you complete it. And so you don't have a full experience to rate, but they want you to rate it, which is odd, to be honest. Um, you know, I much prefer it was like after you complete it and you can see what the tip breakdown is. I mean, because honestly, a tip can can really change your opinion of what that delivery is. I mean, some of the ratings are, are people wearing masks and I have to tell our support people that, you know, at least in my part of Texas, uh, the area that I, I dash for, it very few customers, if you are dealing with them face-to-face, -face, will ever wear masks. And, you know, it's maybe 60-40 as far as most merchants aren't uh, telling their staff to. Some are. You know, there's some that, that are really good about packaging, like McDonald's, pretty stellar. 
Chick-fil-A, pretty stellar about dealing with how, how the world changed with, uh, with COVID. But there's some that, that are still trying to figure it out. Uh, but part of it's like masks. Uh, that is a big buzzword for DoorDash. Uh, they expect us uh, from policy. I will probably always wear a mask if I'm out, uh, even though I'm double vaxxed and we probably get the booster, who knows. Um, but I take COVID really seriously. So I'm constantly masked. Uh, and it is the policy of DoorDash that DoorDashers are masked. Um, so yeah. But um, it's still, you know, it could be a little concerning, you know, especially me. You know, I, I do have an underlying condition. You know, my, my wife could be susceptible to it, especially when she was pregnant. And I was still doing uh, a lot of the dashing at that point. Uh, but now with my infant son, you know, and even though my stepson's, um, even though he's also double vaxxed, it's still like a concern, you know. And again, I can't tell people what to do. You know, I can't complain about it. There, there's not a whole lot you can tell a customer and there's very little you can tell a merchant, especially if you work for DoorDash. We're kind of at the mercy of both and including our upper management that see it that way. I don't think they really look at us door dashers as much more than taking items from point A to point B, which is really realistically and a very simplistic way of, of looking at it uh, because of what we go through. We are the middleman. I know as a customer of DoorDash why I use it. And sometimes it's, I, I just don't want to leave my house. Sometimes, you know, yeah, a lot of times that, that's what it is. I don't want to leave my house. I don't really want to get in the car and uh, or deal with merchants. So that's why you let a DoorDasher do it, right? But yeah. Another thing that I've mentioned, uh, you know, but that I don't necessarily want to harp on as I pull up to the first of the last two deliveries um, is uh, tipping. Now, I, you know, and a lot of support I deal with probably, uh, you know, will say, hey, it's, an, it's, uh, it's a recommendation, but, you know, there's not a whole lot we can do about that. And they're, they're it's right. They're right. You know, they, people don't have to tip. But I always think, well, why won't you tip? If it's a money thing, well, then why are you getting food? Because you're going to have to pay a fee, convenience and such. And so... <laughs> If that's the case, because as a customer, I know money's tight, and that's usually when I go and get, you know, our, our order for us. All right. I did say, hey, this might be the last of two now, but um, I may keep dashing because it's, uh, I still probably need a few bucks. I, at least I look at it that, that way. Um, I still got daylight, so I will probably do it at least a little bit longer maybe uh yeah maybe a couple more minutes maybe I'll wait till it's super dark I don't know I've probably got another 30 minutes of daylight um so tipping I get it it's a kind of a sticky subject it's much like colleagues talking about money um it can be problematic, and I totally understand that, discussing it. Uh, I don't just say this because it's true. I say this because, uh, you know, well, 
me and my wife, we're customers, we use DoorDash, and again, we have our reasons why we use it. Um, we tip well. I know my wife's a really good tipper. We've been pretty good tippers because again, we always, that person, especially if they're working for tips, that's usually what all they're working for. Uh, in fact, I found out what my wife would tip a shopper, and I'm like, man, I'm in the wrong, I probably need to become a, a people's shopper, uh, you know, if, if that's the kind of tips that they're, they're giving. Um, but yeah, I, um, I don't know, sometimes, yeah, I, I'm okay with even a small tip. I think it's the acknowledgement of, you know, the fact that we're doing this service for them and they're, they see the value in it other than going, oh, the delivery fee is going to take care of it. Especially if you have a dash pass, which, which kind of negates some of that, those delivery fees. Uh, realize that if there's a $4 delivery fee, we're getting some of that. I don't know if we're getting all of that. Um, I know what the breakdown of base pay can be, and it can be on a case-by-case basis, you know, order-by-order basis. Um, and it gets slightly confusing no matter how much documentation they send us. Uh, and I think it's meant to be confusing, much like I think support sometimes is meant to give us the runaround. Again, I'm going to stop with complaining about it because I want this to be slightly positive. Again, I'm probably doing this for another 30 minutes or so. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I can get the idea that money can be short at times, but again, it, it, it can be the difference. There have been situations where I'm only getting this pay and then I'm given all these like instructions uh, of being in essence a middle person which is what we are you know we're the ones dealing with the merchant directly and I know some people just don't want to deal with merchants they want to order food on an app and then get that food specific to the way they wanted it you know via their order and uh, I don't have a lot of control over how the food's prepared I usually can typically uh, verify contents although some bags are sealed and some merchants don't bring uh, don't provide a receipt and so you're you're you know you have to look at what you're given you know some of the details we have is number of items sometimes not all the time sometimes it's like unknown um, you know this one says two items but that could mean two combos which mean more than two items possibly mean six items a lot of them don't provide straws or plasticware and there's nothing you don't know at times, right? I mean, I've, as a customer, I've dealt with that. But uh, again, I don't, I don't want people to have to go broke tipping me. But a nice tip is always a nice tip, and you know, I, part of my like, hey, if we could, if we could rate stuff after the fact, I would love to, uh, you know, be able to point out people that uh, really take care of you know, door dashers or ride share people or, you know, anyone who works for Uber Eats or Grubhub or, you know, I picked DoorDash simply because they didn't tell me I needed to go to some in-person orientation. They almost were like, oh yeah, your driving record's great. Um, you know, we've ran a background check. Your, your, uh, bank seems legit. So yeah. Uh, one of the main benefits, I think, of working this job, aside from, you know, being a top dasher, I can, uh, 
schedule when I want to work and I can work as long as I want to work and I don't I mean even if you schedule something you don't have to adhere to it which is the beauty of it but uh, I do love the idea that at the end of the day at least once a shift I can take that money out so there might be a two dollar fee usually uh, but you I get the money right away and I noticed that if I allow it to deposit it can one, it does build up, which is great, but two, it, you don't get it at the end of the week. It's not like it deposits at Monday morning you get it. Sometimes it could be Tuesday or Wednesday or there's a holiday. It could take shorter, but you do fast pay and it's like immediate, almost immediate within minutes for me. Um, as I'm pulling up to the end of this one. So... Um, yeah, there's that. And then, I mean, sometimes I deal with certain merchants and I get it. You know, they're not, they're, you know, might be the end of the day. That You know, you know the mass thing is one thing. But at times it's like, man, I'm just here getting food from someone. So I always am looking forward to people that are willing to give me information, and, you know, about how long it could potentially take or, um, you know, what the status of anything is to provide us with everything we would need so that say they're having a picnic and they're just having stuff delivered to have that picnic that they have everything they need straws plastic wear you know all the condiments that they need a lot of that kind of falls by the wayside really depending um you know there's other little glitchy things uh over the time that i've been with doordash there have been some improvements with with the app and how the app works with my cars you know my car technology and I don't mind doing the job because it is, uh, it's easy. I mean, I've been in cars for years and traveled long distances and, and for a lot of miles. So I'm probably somewhat trained to do this. And the fact that I excel at it where, you know, 95% of my orders are usually on time or early. Uh, case in point, I'm supposed to have this by 7.33. It's 7.25, and I'm delivering it to them uh, as soon as I find where I'm going. So, yeah, pulling up to, pulling up to this last order. Okay, so I've delivered what I thought was going to be the last one. I'll probably do this for about 20 or 30 more minutes just to see if I get another order. Um, so, yeah, tips are appreciated. Good um, communication with the merchants is always appreciated. Uh, you know, I wish support kind of saw it our way. I get being support and not really having an idea or a clue, you know, because you don't work that job, you're doing support, you know, you're not a door dasher. Uh, but for some that deal with it or deal with good door dashers on their own, on their own or uh, bad door dashers, it's like, you know, you just want to be heard. You want your issues really heard and you don't want to be told, hey, we, we, there's nothing we can do about it when, you know, that's really not a great answer for someone in support to give. Um, so yeah, I mean, all in all, I, you know, I'm at $65 right now, um, and that's with 
let's count the orders. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight. With eight, so roughly about eight dollars of delivery. Um, and I've, I, you know, and for all intents and purposes, I've reached my goal. Uh, but I think I want a little more, and that's part of it. So typically, what I'll do, and it, usually in between orders, especially if it's not real busy, I will make every attempt to get home because uh, I don't like being away for like extended periods. Um, you know, on top of missing my family, it's like man, I just want to be there you know, with them. I like being home, uh, but I also again like DoorDash, so. If anyone's interested or, uh, you know, you want me to send an invite, send me a comment or, you know, send me something, send me your email address, DM me or send me a private message and I can, you know, give you my email and a link to how you can be, become part of DoorDash. Again, this is not sponsored by DoorDash. As of right now, I don't have any sponsors while I drink this Monster Ultra Gold that I picked up while I was getting gas. Oh, delicious. I like, there. I do like the taste of monsters in the Monster Energy drink. There's a few, though, uh, quite a few, actually, give me uh, an upset stomach. I hate to be that guy, but, like, the original monsters, after drinking so many for so long, bothered me. I, I tried one that's, uh, I, I don't think it's called Pipeline Punch, but it's, it tastes like Hawaiian Punch which I'm a big fan of, but it also gives me an upset stomach. And sometimes I will use that if I'm feeling, if my, if I do have an upset stomach, I'm like, all right, let's get it out. And it'll act like a diuretic. Uh, the one that doesn't give me any problems and I love the taste of are the imports, but those are harder to come by, especially since the pandemic. Um, so yeah. Now, next week, uh, as always, I will probably give updates about how Jackson's doing. Um, he's officially, uh, as of September 25th, that was his original due date. Uh, me and my wife celebrate all of it. We celebrate his birth, you know, going to the hospital, his birth, the time in the NICU, the time he came home. And then, you know, we kind of finished, rounded out that two month or, uh, situation or two month time in our lives with, uh, oh, he's, he's finally home and he's finally, uh, you know, he's he came in when he was supposed to kind of deal, even though we're like, hey, he came when he was supposed to, when he when he was born on August 8th. But again, like the due date. So any reason to celebrate anything, me and my wife are always looking for. Um, so um, next episode, I kind of have an idea. It depends on when I record it. Um, I'm trying to get better about recording weekly, but that's not been the case. It's usually a couple weeks between. Um, but the next one, I think I'm going to cover. Uh, oh, there's there's a sound. I'm going to cover. Um, yeah, there's the secondary thing that tells me uh, that I have an order, um, and this will probably be the last one. But I think my next episode will focus on a, a question that I would typically ask people uh, when I held promo classes or seminars. It would be one of the first questions I would ask. Uh, and next episode, I'm going to answer how I f that question as it relates to today. 
um, or when I record that. And um, why I started asking that question, what what drove me to want to ask that question, and um, ultimately some of my experience with the answers that I've received for it. And that question will be, why wrestling? So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, feel free to support me in any way you can. Usually it's just by subscribing, listening. Um, I'm not asking anyone to really share this. I'm not really putting it out like super public. Uh, this is just my way of going, getting back into the groove of wanting to podcast again if I so choose. That's why sometimes I call this like an audio log because it's more of like an audio journal. Um, but I'm slowly but surely hopefully getting comfortable with not just the sound of my own voice, but uh, being able to put out content again. So I appreciate all of you that are sharing in this journey. And uh, I hope uh, all of you are doing well and are safe. And until the next time, I hope to see you on down the road.